Welcome to Season 3 of The Power of Potential, a podcast hosted and produced by St. Rose High School in Belmar, New Jersey. The show is dedicated to helping parents navigate the world of private education while showcasing the potential of its students, teachers, and alumni. St. Rose High School has been empowering potential since 1923. Now, here are your hosts, Junior Ariana Simon and Senior Chelsea Legato. Welcome back to another episode of the Power of Potential podcast. I'm Mariana Simon. And I'm Chelsea Legata. And today is an exciting episode. So it's episode two of our season, and it is the Puffs podcast episode. That's like a tongue twister, Puffs podcast. So do you guys all want to introduce yourself and your part? Sure, we can, we'll go down the line. So I'm Sophia Kafarski, and I'm playing Oliver Rivers. I'm Shannon White. I'm playing Megan Jones. I'm Dan Marn. I'm playing Wayne Hopkins. I'm Mr. Henderson, and I play the director. <laughs> um, um, I'm Ariana, obviously, and I play Hannah and Xavier and the first headmaster. And I'm Chelsea. I play the narrator. And for those of you who probably don't know the play, um, these three are our main trio. So think like Harry, Ron, and Hermione in the original J.K. Rowling version of Harry Potter. And now Puffs is a parody of Harry Potter. Um, and it basically follows these three and the rest of the Puffs through their seven years of magic at Hogwarts. It's like just a, a school, school of magic. magic and magic. Yes. A fun show. It's very fast. The show yes. goes by very quickly, and everyone's kind of always on stage. Yes. And then when they're not, they're kind of waiting to go on stage. Yeah. When we're not on stage, we're either waiting to go on stage, or we're running to get to the other side of the stage so we can get back on stage. Yeah. Um, luckily, none of you have to make fast, quick changes, but some other members of the cast do, and I feel bad. I yeah. Mine aren't that bad. But we, there's we a little. We do have one cast member who has what is it? Eleven roles. It's eleven. Yeah. Eleven roles. Yeah. yeah, I I feel so sorry <laughs> for her. It's she's a freshman. It's her first show, and she got saddled with eleven parts. It's just like there's a lot of like there's just a lot of like little roles in the show. It's like, there's a lot of just like one liners and stuff. Mm -hmm. and sometimes yeah. you switch roles without even leaving the stage. Right. Yes. Mm -hmm. You just take a hat off and put a wig on, or there's, vice versa, yeah. put a cape on. A couple of fun moments like that. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It's fun. Well, I mean, little spoiler alert, we found out yesterday that you get to play the snake. Yes, there there is a snake um, that I will be playing. So um, there's just like fun little things yeah. like that in the show. So now that we've kind of introduced the show, uh, Mr. Henderson, why don't you talk a little bit about why you chose Puffs? Um, I tried to do Puffs in 2019 when we ended up doing Baskerville, which was really fun. Uh, I had applied for Puffs, but got denied because a professional group was doing it. Um, it's a play I've always enjoyed, but didn't know a whole lot about. I don't really like the professional video that you can watch of it from Off-Broadway, but I like the script a lot. And I'm a huge fan of the original books. It's also tricky because we can't use any of the official licensed uh, lingo from the seven books slash eight movies that this is all based on. Um, so, but we can say, you know, J.K. Rowling wrote seven books and I listen to them all on audiobook every fall. And so it just seemed like a good time to do the show. And and I like doing these shows where all the actors get to play various parts and do lots of silly things. And we can add music and sound effects and all kinds of fun things to just make it really unique. 
And I think this this very much follows in the same vein of Baskerville and the 39 Steps, but I think this one is even more absurd than those two. Yeah, it's exciting. I feel like it's more outwardly absurd than the 39 yeah, Steps. Definitely. Like it was 39 Steps is much more like coded jokes and you you have to understand this is like yeah. this is funny and but it's also like funny jokes that are intelligent too right. that and i think we, even if you haven't read harry potter or seen the movies you'll understand the show yes like a few people in our cast have never seen harry potter um and they are like well this is funny and then sometimes there's more I guess secret jokes that maybe you don't get right away, but if you get like a little, oh, okay, this is what's going on in the scene, it makes sense. Well, because it has its own plot that is following its own story. It's just, it's like a story that's happening in the background of the plot of the seven novels about the puffs, which are the outcasts slash misfits slash underdogs of the school that have their own kind of adventure at the same time that overlaps with the story you know really well about Harry and Ron, and they call her Hermione in our play, and they're fighting Mr. Voldy instead of the name you might know better. I feel like the name changes are so funny. Yeah, yeah. a lot of them have, like, like Ron Mop. Yeah, yeah. Ron, Ron Mop is the best Ron is just a mop. the whole show. He's not a person, he's just a mop now. Yeah. yeah. No, because... It's all, and Harry is so much more outwardly ridiculous than he's ridiculous in the books. If like you actually look at him and go, "This is a real person," that thing it's like the chosen one is kind of ridiculous. And they play into that, and that's sort of the whole theme of the show. Is Harry Potter is serious, but if you really look at it, there's a lot of funny things that weren't intentional, and now Puffs kind of plays into that. What did each of you want? to be in the show? Oh, um, I didn't have any preferences. I I initially thought I wanted to be the narrator, but after auditions, I read as Wayne, and I was like, oh, this is interesting. Maybe I want to do this, but I really didn't have any strong preferences. I was more interested in what everyone else was going to get, because I was like, there's so many possibilities here. Like, yeah, the fan casts were very fun to look at. Yes. Yeah. Us making, them. like, yes. random cast lists of a million roles for each other. Yeah. Yes. Um, what about you, Shan? Um, so, when I found out we were doing Puffs, I originally wasn't going to audition, but then I had two theater dreams, and <laughs> that prompted me to do it. Um, so, I obviously... Before auditions happened, I'm crazy. So I watched the show a lot of times and I watched different versions of it and I found different scripts. And I really liked Megan, but I just never thought that I would get her. So I kind of just put down like Leanne and other side characters. But yeah. Um, so I really didn't have a preference at all. Um, but before I did watch a version of Puffs and there's this one character who's really funny. He has like a couple lines, Zach Smith. And I thought. <laughs> I, I would love to be him. He's so funny. But, um, and then during auditions, I, um, I read for Wayne in one scene and I thought, wow, I, I could, I could do him pretty well, but I kept that in the back of my head. I didn't really say anything about it. And, um, I was cast, cast as him and I'm like, oh, this works really well. But uh, yeah, I didn't really have a preference. All the characters are really funny. They all have their moments. It's yeah, really nice. Yeah. I was like, well, I read the script and I went, I like the narrator, but I like everyone else too. Like everyone's really funny, and they all have yeah, really exactly. good moments. It's like, 
I don't really care. I was like, I'll put the narrator in, every, in anything else except Cedric. I did not want to be Cedric. <laughs> I don't. I was like, no, not Cedric. Mm. I don't like Cedric in the original books or movies. So I was like, I and I didn't like him in the script. He's funny and he has his like purpose. And I think Sarah, who is playing Cedric, is going to do an amazing job. It's like, oh, yeah. Mm, no. Um, but other than that, I was like, whatever. And now I really like playing Xavier. We haven't even gotten to any, like, staging for her. But I already am, like, I want to, like, caress <laughs> and Oliver as I walk past them. Like, I'm very excited. Well, we were, we were doing the blocking the other day. And the stage direction says that Xavier has to make, like, crazy faces at the audience. And Ariana is standing candles. there making crazy faces, and she's like crying, laughing, and the rest of us can barely get through what we're supposed to do because she's so funny. Yeah, well, I I was looking at like videos for Xavier and like different productions, and there was one production where this woman literally just makes the most absurd faces I've ever seen. I was like, that's it. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> okay, and um, so I'm very happy. I think we're all really happy with our parts. Yeah. yeah. Oh, mine was mine was a journey. Um, because when I found out we were doing puffs, I had never heard of it, but um, yeah, me neither. Yeah, well, I, the only, see, I saw it, but the I person I had heard of it from was Sammy, who was the ho the Ariana's co-host last year, um, who we had talked about it, and she mentioned that oh maybe you guys will do puffs for the fall drama. Yeah, sure. I didn't think of anything. I didn't think anything of it until it got announced, and I was like, she predicted this, um, and then I like. I like read like a Wikipedia summary of it and I was like, I really don't know like what role I want to be. Like I would just love to be like any of like the background characters. And then we got the script Fun. and I started reading through the script and I was like, I have to be the narrator. <laughs> and then I was like, well, but there's all the, also like these other like side roles that I think I would, I would like to like Professor Sprouty or Xavier. Um, and then we auditioned, and I read for Cedric in one scene, and I was like, oh, maybe I'd like to be Cedric, like, it seems pretty fun. And then I got the narrator, I was like, this is, like, this is the role that I originally wanted, and I was like, this is, this is good. This Dream is achieved. Yeah. Yes. I feel like everyone, we all, like, said the same thing, basically. We didn't really care, because the whole show is such a good time. Yeah. Like, yeah. every role is funny. There isn't, like, a bad role. I feel like yeah. there isn't, like, a boring character. There, like... there are no boring characters. There are no bad roles. Everybody is absolutely hilarious. Yes. Yeah. Even, like, Harry, who they kind of, like, poke fun at the whole time, I feel like even, like, Harry, like, even though he he's, like, his character is not very similar to, like, what it was in, like, the original movies, but, like, it's kind of similar to, like, if any if anyone has seen, like, Potter Puppet Pals, his character oh, yeah. in, yeah, yeah. in Puffs is very similar to Harry's character in Potter Puppet Pals. Yeah, kind of like a goody two-shoes about everything and... Yeah. Like, very, narcissist. Very, very, yeah, yeah. Big yeah. ego. Narcissistic yeah. And, like, yeah. Very, just, just like very comedic. Very, very pretty princess about yeah. the whole chosen yeah. one thing. Yeah. 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 It's like, obviously, I'm the chosen one. Exactly. Yes. Can't. Yeah. Obviously. So the whole show is set in the 90s. So, Mr. Henderson, can you talk a little bit about what you think the set's going to look like? Uh, the set will be pretty basic. It'll just be a, a raised platform. We'll have a spiral staircase. Um, maybe some other little pieces. I love using steamer trunks because they always look fun in different configurations. And then we'll just, I'm hoping I can kind of uh, paint most of it yellow and then graffiti different symbols that are significant to the story, like an owl, a coat of arms with an H in it, glasses, lightning bolts, that kind of stuff, and hang those black and yellow pennants that you would see like over a swimming pool, uh, draping across the stage to make it look very themed for 
the house that the show is about. You said steam, you said steamer trunks, and I had flashbacks to the train scene in the third yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's yeah. all I'm, I'm thinking. Not, how, no how are we going to move them? How are we going to move the steamer trunk? That was heavy yeah. last time. Yeah, I was going to say that that scene was a disaster during Tech Green. Moving them wasn't yeah. the problem. It was like opening the suitcases. Like they're kind of yeah. old. I just struggled so much it's opening like, those. Yeah. No. Them got stuck to the stage. Yeah. Yeah. The paint. It. The paint. Yeah. Because the paint was still like yeah. half wet. And, and we it, was, like... it was the it was the biggest one that was really heavy. Yeah. Yes. Uh, like going off of that. Obviously, when we put a show together, it it isn't always smooth sailing. Like there definitely are struggles, and. How do, like, I know when I'm upset and this isn't working right, I, like, get very in my head about it. I'm like, this is my fault. I'm not doing this right. And then I have to, Sammy last year was very good about being like, stop. You're going to make it worse by doing that. Stop. And I was like, okay, yeah, I need to, like, take a moment and, like, breathe. How does everyone deal with, like, struggles when we're staging or memorizing lines? Usually if I get frustrated over something, I'll, like, I'll have to, I'll like force myself to just step away for a minute because I know if I keep working on it, I'm like I'm not gonna get it right if I'm frustrated while I'm working on it. So I'll step away, I'll take a break, and then I'll come back, I'll do it again. Um I yeah. And then memorizing lines, I I hate to say this because it sounds like it's it makes me sound like such a jerk, but I've really never had a problem memorizing lines. So I don't know. No, I get that. Yeah. I feel like for me, like I'm absolutely obsessed with this show and the script. So I'm like reading through the script like every night and I feel exactly, like memorization yeah. just comes really easy to me. Exactly. Yeah. So like if you just like read it a bunch of times, like it's just kind of there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially like once we start the staging, connecting like the staging to the line yeah, helps the a lot too. Yeah. Because yeah. then when, when you're reading it at home, you can just like walk around the way you're supposed to be and it's, mm -hmm. it yeah. fits a little better. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. What about you, Shem? Um, I've never really, like, struggled with, like, getting frustrated when, like, with staging, but, um, usually if stuff like that happens, where if I just, like, can't get a line right, or if I'm kind of confused with staging, I'll, like, take a step back and think about what would Megan do, or what would my character do, and it just, it just makes more sense, because once you get into their mindset, you kind of, it makes sense what they do, yeah. and for memorizing lines, I don't really have an issue with that either. I have 128 lines in the show, and that was exactly the number. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, well, okay, well, well because, because there was a quizlet. Quizlet. Yeah, I have all the lines in them. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah, and I have 125 of them done, so I got to get those last three. But I don't know. I just I love theater and this stuff, so I'm like obsessing over it, and I'm just really good at memorization, so it helps. I've really never struggled. I, I usually have a lot of lines, like every fall drama. I mean, small lines. And then this show, I have one huge, like monologue, you could say. The rest of them are just small lines. But I've never really struggled. Occasionally, if I'm if I'm feeling uncertain, I just read them over at home and uh, do my best to memorize them. It just it kind of comes naturally naturally to me. But um, yeah, I, I don't really struggle that much. Just happy to just be doing it. I feel like reading it over and over and over again and thinking about the way that the scene flows helps too like yeah, I, it's yeah. like my bedtime stories now i'm literally just <laughs> reading all of my lines and going through all the scenes before i fall asleep and that's really helpful too like it's, during the 39 steps i had more roles and it was harder but in like they were all very very different 
like Hannah and Xavier are very different and so is the first headmaster, but they're all in like the same world. Whereas in the 39th episode, I was sheriff and the crofter and the milkman. It's not, it wasn't like they were all in the same world in like, you know what I mean? They're all like have very different, they're all very very different different people. people. Yeah. Yeah. And so when I'm looking at the my lines for this show, I'm like, okay, so Hannah does this, and she has a totally different voice than Xavia and the first headmaster, and that's also helpful. Like, being, dis- like, making them distinct from each other. Like, I'm sure Bridget, who has 11 parts, is doing the same thing. And I know Chloe is, who is playing Leanne and Ginny. It's making them different in your mind so that you're not getting lost in which one's which and where does that line go. I think that's helpful. Mm-hmm. I think the person with the hardest job is you, Chelsea, because you are the same person the whole time, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. yeah. And just keeping your entrances and exits straight, even not even thinking about your lines, that's going to be a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that this, like, the script doesn't say yeah, narrative exits probably, or enters. The it just thing says that bothers narrator. me most is in the script, there's a lot of, like, the narrator enters, the narrator enters, but there's nowhere that says where the narrator exits. Right. So I'm just like... Standing it's there, really... and then you come back on again. I have like a line, and then there's like an entire scene, and there's nowhere where it says that like I exit or anything, and then I have like another line at the end of the scene, and it's like, am I just like standing somewhere in the corner for the whole time? Or yeah. yeah. Also, the narrator is sort of like in the story, but not. Yeah. It's, and it's so like it's strange because like the narrator is not just like the narrator is definitely like very opinionated. Like it's not just someone who's telling the story. Like. They have like opinions on things. Yeah. It's sort of like Rod Serling in the Twilight Zone. Yeah. yeah. Like, in and out narrator commenting on the action the whole yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. It I think it's really fun to watch you play yeah. narrator. And like everybody I love like Chloe and I are always pretty much off at the same time. So like in rehearsals we're sitting there watching the scenes and I'm like, this is so fun. I can't wait for everyone to like see it fully done. We're not just like instead of standing in little theaters stage hallway um but yeah. like on the actual stage it's so i'm i'm always so sad that we can't see it from like the audience perspective right. when we're Me in too. it <laughs> like the when in susical when during solace Lou, when we got to like be out in the audience and seeing it i was like i i, well, I cried every night but besides that i just like loved having that experience and i always ask my mom and my dad after they see it and i go so what did it look like what was it like from your perspective <laughs> and she's like what do you mean? I was like, well, like, so what did like, you see? It's good. And you're like, like that's, that's what not what I'm asking. That was not helpful. Like, I I hate hearing myself talk. Like, I've never listened to one of these podcast episodes all the way through. But I... Confessions. Yeah. Sorry. My, my mom has seen them all. Don't worry. So is my grandmother. But not me. Um, I literally leave the room. And the same thing with, like, when we all watched the Susical video together. And I'm like... I can't, yeah. I can't look. I can't hear myself. I can't look. And, but I still like want to know what it looked like. So I wish I could like be there and not be there. You know? Yeah. I don't know. It's just like my weird thing. Yeah. We we were talking about that. Like the not liking yourself talking. Yeah. Thing. It's like, I remember like when we were watching this physical video, like everybody who was there, we would, we would like all cringe whenever we would see ourselves on there. I know. It's I feel like, like that's something that is like kind of sad that we all do that. Yeah. But we're also like critical of ourselves. But when you get to watch your friends be great, yeah. it's like such a nice thing. I feel like it's, I, I get so, it's like, inspiring to watch from the side and see everyone. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
what is everyone most excited for the audience to see in the show? Like, you don't, like, spoil anything, but... Uh, Mr. Voldy's monologue towards the end of the show. I was gonna say I'm that. very excited yes, to see Sarah say that in the Voldemort voice. I think that's going to be hilarious. Oh, I think that's, like, also one of my most looked forward to parts. I can't wait to see it. I wasn't there when during the read-through, so I'm, like, so excited to hear her do it right. the first time. It's very funny. Um, what about you, Shannon? I'm excited to see if the jokes, like, land and hit. And I'm also excited to see, like, everybody get into the whole world. That magical world that we all know. So, yeah. The name of which we are forbidden to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think just the whole show itself is just something so exciting to see. It, it, there's so many bits and pieces. It's like it's really hard to pick. There's one. so many there's scenes. So there's so many like, little lines. There's so many jokes that have to land. It's just it's. I big. do feel like there's the show is very like there's a lot of jokes, a lot of comedy in it, and I know for me like it becomes very dramatic very quickly. And I know for me probably yeah. one of my favorite moments in the show is like towards the end. I have a line that like I do have one line like right at the end that is very like sweet and oh, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah it's just it's just like it's just a very nice moment in the show because like the whole thing it's like there's a lot of comedy and then there's a lot of drama and to like kind of end it there's just there's just a very sweet moment yeah in the yeah. end that kind of just like feel like wraps it all up in a nice bow yeah i feel like with Xavier, she's like she's a villain but she has this like really funny ending bit that it like and I'm not gonna spoil it because it's it, because my mom's gonna watch this, and I told her I wouldn't tell her what happens, <laughs> so she can't know. She has to watch it for the first time. But there, she has this moment with Megan, and it, I like cried when I read it the first time, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, oh my goodness, this is so like my heart, and I love that little like bit at the end. And it's not like a like the biggest deal in the whole show, but it's fun, yeah, and, yeah. It's, and it's fun to do. Anyway. I like the scene with Wayne at the end where I don't remember the exact line, but another character says to him something along the lines of, you're not the hero of this story, but you're the hero of someone's story. Yeah. 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 That's kind of like the message of the whole show. You're not, you might not be the main character of the whole story, but you, you're a hero to someone. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't know my heart. Yeah. Like the whole, yeah. the, the whole like ending of the show is very sweet and I yeah. think it ties it up really well. Way better than the actual Harry Potter books are tied up in yes. the end. Yeah. Like, I don't... I think that this show, because the characters are so connected and everyone is so... Yeah, everyone's so connected. Yeah. That we have a... The ending is much sweeter and more heartfelt. Yeah. yeah. I I mean, I don't know. I really like the show because it's really, really, really funny. And it's even funnier if, you know, like me, you're a nerd and you've watched, like, you know... Every Star Wars movie, read all of Lord of the Rings, and like you get all of the jokes and references, and then at the end it ends up like being this really sweet story about like friendship and heroism. Like yeah. Yeah. you know, you you don't have to be the chosen one to be a great person. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that's very heartwarming and also just like a great thing to carry with you when you leave the show through. And I hope that everyone that comes to see it enjoys it and that they take that message with them to the next day. So I feel like that was a really good episode. Yeah. We talked yeah. and I think it was a really good ending to talk about the ending of yeah. the show. Yeah. Yeah. Um so tickets go on sale. They're on sale now. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Oh I oh, okay. Yeah. 
Yes, uh, Link is they, live. Uh, they went live. There, there's a link on the Instagram. So if you srhs.booktix.com, is that right? Yeah, yeah. That's it. Wow. Memorize that. I've been in too many shows here. <laughs> it's on every poster. Um, yeah. So we hope you come and see it. So it's November fourth um, at seven thirty, and then the and the fifth at two and seven thirty. So it should be a good time. Yeah. Three shows, which is always nice. I like doing three shows. Yes. So thank you guys for being on yeah, the episode. Thank you. thank you for having us. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so thank you for listening to the Power of Potential podcast episode two. I'm Ariana Simon. And I'm Chelsea Legata. Have a nice day.